Good afternoon, everyone. This is Kevin Ross and your three cocktail questions. Uh, I'll be traveling back to the U.S. today, uh, but by popular demand, I'll be post reposting Did Padme Fake Her Own Death and The 47 Handmaidens. Um, everybody seemed to like those a lot, so I'll repost those again before I go. Uh, and when we get when I get back and get settled in, we're going to start talking about what I think is Star Wars' greatest invention of all time, that is the Death Star. I love the Death Star. I love the concept of the Death Star, what, what it is, what it represents. And uh, so we're going to get into all of that, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. You guys have a great time. Bye-bye. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Kevin Ross, and your three cocktail questions and speculations today. Today we're doing uh, Manhattans for lunch. And this is why. We're going to get a little dark, we're going to get a little gangster, we're going to get a little sinister. And unfortunately, we're going to have to talk about the end of Padme's life. Uh, there's a, the theories that have gone around. Padme didn't really die. Padme faked her own death. Um, there's no way that could happen uh, because there are theories out there that say Darth, uh, Darth Sidious, Emperor Palpatine, transferred her life essence over into Anakin to save his life. You have a choice between whether she died or whether she was killed. I'm going to split the difference on this one, okay? And here's why. I believe, and I speculate, that Padme Amidala had every intention of faking her own death. This is why. As Anakin is becoming more and more involved in the war and getting more and more under the influence of Palpatine as Palpatine's whispering into his ear about how bad the Jedi are and um, how the war is going. Padme is desperately trying to get a hold of him that maybe we're on the wrong side of this thing. You see that in Revenge of the Sith. Maybe we are on the wrong side of this war. Maybe we need to sit down with the Separatists. And Anakin is trying to push her away. No, don't, don't come with me with that. That's not what I do. The rift is happening. It has been happening for some time. Anakin is getting more and more, not so much physically abusive, but very, very, very unsettled, and the war has drastically changed his perspective, and especially after Mortis. Mortis is uh, a really big deal. It changed both uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin in ways that we'll go into uh, later on during the week. But ultimately, I believe, and remember, this is Naboo. She comes from Naboo. She comes from a place of the Old Republic that perhaps faking her death to save her children from a life of servitude with the Jedi might be the way to go. And her, for her way to uh, fake her own death would get her away from Anakin and the Jedi Order. I absolutely believe that Padme was intending, intending to fake her own death. Now you say, Kev, this is nuts. I mean, you're, you've been talking crazy for a while now. This is really getting out there. How could she possibly pull this off? Well... Here we go. She's going to fake her own death. She's got to have somebody to take her place. We're now living, we're now in a, in a, in a universe in, in Star Wars where you can detect almost anything about a person, right? The, um, in A New Hope, in the lowest, scummiest bar in Moss Lisley, there are sensors set up to determine if someone's enough of a droid or not to come into the building. Right, and we know that in modern day, biometrics can read people's fingerprints and voice and gait, how they walk, how they talk. 
right? So imagine further down the line that complete, uh, complete DNA profile of someone is on file. Well, how do you avoid all this? Welcome to the handmaids. Okay. Uh, can you imagine having to undergo treatment to fully become a handmaid in with Padme? You're going to have to have DNA treatments. You're going to have new blood work done. You're going to have to have your, your features altered surgically to look and behave like Padme. Down, right down to your fingerprints and, and other biometric uh, means that they don't we don't know about today, but they would certainly have then. So that you could, you could pass in under any circumstances as Senator Padme Amidala. Well, we lose a bodyguard on the platform with a bomb. Remember? We never see what happens to the body, do we? No, we don't. She's done her duty, now you go do yours. You can easily see where the body is spirited away and kept in storage in case this possibility should ever have to arise. Um, and we know we can store things for extended periods of time. That's why we have carbonite and other storage uh, storage means. And we, now, we haven't just seen that in New Hope. We saw that earlier in the Clone Wars when the team had to... Um, infiltrate the prison planet they encase themselves into carbonite so it's can even it's very conceivable that they preserve the body in carbonite uh for this very aspect part two coming up shortly did padme amidala fake her own death part two so now we have a body and where are we going to play uh now we have a body what are we going to do uh what's the next step well the next step would be setting up accounts and setting up identities. And who does she know that is that cares about her enough, can keep her secrets, and assist her enough to pull this off? That would be Corvin from the banking clan. That's right, he would still he's still in love with her. And she would have reached out to him to say, Look, you were absolutely right, this Jedi is nuts. Uh, I am carrying his kids, but I need you to help set up new identities for them and myself, uh, and set up the account so we can live a comfortable life. And he's like, Okay, I can do that. And he does. But he also then says, it would be too suspicious for uh, a new person to kind of show up. Let's split it amongst your handmaidens. Uh, smaller amounts of money for each of them. Uh, one larger chunk for this for the, the most loyal, which would be you. And we'll then give them their freedom. She agrees. They set this up. And we're, uh, they're off to the races. And the next segment we'll talk about is when would that actually happen? Okay, when would she actually decide to pull that trigger to go make this work? Everything's set up and in, in place. Her, her plan B's ready to rock and roll. Let's go make this work. Okay, we'll talk to you again soon. Pat, did uh, Padme Amidala fake her own death? Part three. All right, so we have a body from the Clone Wars. We, um, we have uh, the uh, accounts and our new identities established by Corvin. Now, one is the opportunity to do this. I believe when she was going to do this was actually at childbirth. Okay, actually at childbirth. And you're saying, Kevin, now, now hold on. This is one of the most advanced scientific societies in the world. I mean, we, we submerge people into in essentially you know, liquid stem cells to heal them, right? The Batha tanks. How could we not, how could she die in this manner? Well, it's, it's simple. Okay, she, uh, when getting her records 
from wherever in the galaxy they are. See, it's, it's sort of like everything is connected in this universe, right? Hospitals have everybody's records and are easily obtainable. So during that transfer and loading that those into the medical droid is when the protocol happens where a slight poison would be, have been introduced to, to knock her out and put her into a coma, causing the ability for her to look like she has lost her life. But they're going to rescue the children, right, one way or another, and the children would be uh, taken uh, would be taken away, right, and put into the family, and uh, things would be uh, done accordingly. So that's that's a little loosey goosey, and I know, okay, but you, that's when she would pull, actually pull the trigger because she could die in actual childbirth, okay. She could actually go then. That would really be the only way that if she's going to do this, she's going to pull this off. That is her her moment of opportunity, okay. And then that's when Palpatine strikes. Palpatine got wind of this plan and says, Aha, I can take her out and have this apprentice for myself. And this is before the injuries take place on Mustafar. I can transfer uh, the medical to myself. Okay. And. Uh, you're seeing that in the comics now where they have almost like a force vampire in, in the, uh, in the stories that Luke and Dr. Aphra are going after. And, uh, so they're, they're beginning to explain, uh, beginning to, to demonstrate how this is even possible. So Palpatine is actually planning to kill her without her knowledge. Okay. Even though she's got this all set up ahead of time and the rest of her family would know and would perceive it to be just the procedure going wrong. Okay. The procedure going wrong, no one would question it. And for Palpatine, it's a win-win-win all the way around. Force kids, a dead, a dead wife, and an angry apprentice. You know, angry Jedi who's about to be his apprentice. There's no way he can lose. No way he can lose. So, uh, when as Padme's going to, you know, supposedly going to this this life and death coma, razor thin. Uh, coma for everybody else to detect and the robots and the droids are are pre-programmed to that this is her level of that that one level is where life actually is and programmed where just above that is where life is supposed to end but really she's alive and the droids are going to count her as dead Um, that's when Palpatine would strike and actually kill her so yes she did plan on killing herself and yes or, or faking her own death and yes, Palpatine did kill her. See, it all matches up and it all fits. Does that make a lot of sense? I hope it does. We're going to go into the next phase of this, Corvin's Revenge, in just a few minutes. Thanks, everybody. Like, uh, like, like and subscribe. Pass it around. Share it with all your friends. Thanks very much, everyone. Did Padme Amidala fake her own death? Part 4. So here we are in more depth and detail. So let's really run through this timeline properly. Padme was planning on dying in the hospital in childbirth, quote unquote dying. And how you fake that is let's just say that and keep the math simple, that her vitals need to be at 10, okay, 10 units in order to be barely alive. Well, they're reprogramming her records 
and downloading the virus into the medical droid at the time that the droid is pulling her record, her galactic records, to where if she's at a 12, it's really, the droid reads it as a 9, okay? At that razor-thin level that she is barely alive, but the droid perceives it under his programming as dead. That's how the droid could say, I don't know, she's dead. I, I don't understand how it happened, but she is. I am confused. Not great, but it's there. But here's what's very important about this. Palpatine has always known, has always known. He's always kept his eye on the ball on the Jedi and the people around the Jedi and has determined that Padme is communicating with Corvus and sees the plan. And Palpatine says, that's a win-win-win for me. If Padme's out of the way, there are still Force-sensitive children out, uh, out there that I can snatch up, and um, there's an angry apprentice Angry Jedi, who's very, very easily swayed to the dark side of the Force now. I own him. He belongs to me. It makes all the sense in the world. So what happens is Palpatine was planning a Force transfer of life from the Metachlorians. And we're going to go deep into Metachlorians later this week, right? I know that's massively controversial for a lot of Star Wars fans, but I believe Metachlorians are extremely important in Star Wars, and when you hear my explanation, you'll understand why. I don't mean to digress. Palpatine then it was planning to life transfer those those metachlorians out of her and actually kill her. Okay? Actually kill her. So, while this whole drama is being set up ahead of time, Mustafar happens. Anakin uh, almost kills her. Forces uh, does a uh, the labor goes into 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 a forced labor. They have to rush rush her out, and now Palpatine is scrambling to what do I do now? And it turns out that oh, I have an I have an opportunity to not only kill her, but I can save my apprentice by force transferring now her life essence into Anakin and reinforce him to keep him alive while I'm kind of putting him together. Okay, reassembling him and putting him together in the most haphazardly way I possibly can. But it's there. He's fixed. There's, it's, he's, he's, he's assembled. He's alive. So the connection they had and the love they have for each other makes it extremely easy for Palpatine to transfer from one to the other. So, uh, yes, Padme did intend to fake her own death, but Palpatine actually killed her. It works both ways. Okay? And when this happens... I also believe another set of chain of events take place that radically changes the galaxy forever, and that is the revenge of Corvin. Um, the revenge of Corvin. We're going to go into that in just a few minutes. Like, uh, like, subscribe, share, call in. Let's talk about this wild theory of Padme Amidala fake, uh, you know, attempting to fake her own death and actually dying in the process. Thanks, everybody. Good afternoon, everyone. This is your three cocktail questions segment. We're now going to go back into uh, what Corvin did once he dis uh, once he discovered that Padme actually died on the the, the birthing table in the in the uh, in the asteroid. So Corvin's the only one after hearing uh, what has happened and all the preparations that he's done that Padme actually died on the table, and nobody knows why. Well, clearly he's now assuming, as rightfully so, that she was assassinated on the table. Doesn't know if the Emperor did it, right? But simply knows that she was not supposed to die at all. 
could have been that Jedi, could have been a, any number of people, right? So he's going to start launch and start his own investigation, but has also seen that uh, Bail Organa has taken one of the kids, Leia, and a Jedi has, is taking the other one away. Doesn't know where, but is taking the other one away. So I believe then, under this scenario, Corvin would have gone to Bail Organa and revealed the plan. This is what uh, Padme Amidal was intending to do. And so Bale, being a, a shrewd and cautious um, Alderaan politician, decides that an extra layer of protection is going to be required for the children. And unbeknownst to Obi-Wan Kenobi, he sends one of the handmaidens to back him up in his play. Now, Kevin, he says, how is this even possible? Well, keeping in the theme of the Karazawa films and, and Japanese uh, lore that Lucas tended to pull from, there's a, a Japanese story called The 47 Samurai, where uh, their master has passed away and uh, through um, very shady circumstances. And so the samurai are going to kill themselves, but instead are allowed to disband, but never ever pick up a sword in, in revenge or retaliation ever again. They become ronin. And they take all kinds of crazy odd jobs, but they swear revenge amongst themselves that one day they're all going to unite. Any survivors will unite and take revenge for their master. Well, the handmaidens do a similar thing. Corbin reveals to the handmaidens what the plan was going to be. And they're, and they die and the handmaidens all kind of get together because they love Padme. They loved her and they would have to. You do not change your body, change your lifestyle to become invisible and take on the utter identity of somebody else if you do not have some, some level of, of affection for this person. So they all then swear an oath that, okay, Coven, you, you find out who did this. You, Bail Organa, you find out who did this and you call us. And when you do, we're going to go after the person or organization that did this, and we're going to get revenge, revenge for our mistress, our senator, our queen. Well, this leads me leads us to where they could have all gone. Simply stated that one of the, uh, you know, Leia had, had it easiest, right? And other people have speculated on, on say, databank Bank with Joseph Scrimshaw and uh, Ken Knapsack, that maybe, you know, Padme had a handmaiden. One of the handmaidens was kind of like in the household, right? And that's how Leia could go back and kind of remember stories about her mom, right? Because one of the handmaidens was, I was there. I, I was, I'm telling you about your mom, right? How wonderful and sweet and kind she was. Yeah, and I kind of looked like her, right? Uh, and kind of altered with her. So it wouldn't be a shock to, to, to uh, Leia to ever know that this kind of a process would ever happen, Right? Her mom did it. Her mom had bodyguards and handmaidens like this. But for Luke, here's the easy one. This is this gets a little tricky, but it's it's good. Luke's going to Tatooine with a Jedi, and not just any Jedi. It's Obi Wan Kenobi. Not exactly at the time, you know, the best reputationable Jedi. Okay, you know he's got some social issues, right? Likes to mess around a little bit out there. And this is what Bale would see from his perspective. Maybe Obi-Wan needs something. And look, there's not a lot of places to hang out on Tatooine. There's only a few actual spots where you can actually hide. And he's planning on taking this boy to a, to a moisture farmer in the middle of nowhere? That's a little crazy. But okay, you're a Jedi. So what he does is he sends one of the handmaidens out there. 
Now, if you look in episode four, as we begin to meet Han Solo, there's a lady around Han Solo's uh, arm. They're kind of kind of embracing, and her her name in the series is Jenny, just Jenny. Okay. Well, I speculate Jenny happens to be a handmaiden watching Obi Wan, who's watching the girl, who's watching Luke. Talk soon. The Forty Seven Handmaids, Part Two. All right. So before I get cut, I got her cut off. I was saying that. Uh, there's a young lady who's on Han Solo's arm, uh, on, who's hanging off on, with Han Solo. And we very first meet him in, in the Moss, uh, Moss Isley Canteen. He's kind of sitting in the booth. There's this lady draped around him, and her name officially is Jenny. Jenny, I believe, in this scenario that I have drawn out, is a handmaiden and actually is a triple agent. So here's why this is important, and it makes a whole lot of sense. So Obi-Wan's by himself in the desert. What's Obi-Wan really going to do? Until we see the actual Obi-Wan movie, we don't know what canon looks like. He's not going to do any crazy uh, Jedi stuff because that gives the whole game away. So how does Obi-Wan actually make a living, right? Jenny is a a conduit to money for Obi-Wan from Bail Organa, right? Enough to live on. she's, She's his paycheck, okay? She's dropping off cash to him. In credits, so there's no there's no uh, official paper trail. Paper trail. Jenny has also infiltrated and wor- is working with the Huts. Okay, so she can keep her ear to the ground about the underworld, and then passing, of course, stuff off to Bail Organa about what's going on in the underworld, right? But ultimately, she is loyal to her handmaidens and that that sacred pact. That at one time, at one point, okay, they're gonna f- the. Corvin and Bale are going to reveal who is ultimately responsible for Padme's death, and the girls are going to unite and ride as as uh, as Ronin samurai to take out, in this case, what would have been Emperor Palpatine once and for all. Now, throughout the course of Star Wars, you could easily see where uh, Vader or Palpatine could get wind of this and start to easily begin to eliminate um the uh, handmaidens, which is why we never see uh, Jenny ever again from four to five. Uh, Vader could have discovered her and eliminated the threat. But it does make a lot of sense how Obi-Wan could have made a living in the desert by himself. Because what is he doing? We don't know. We haven't seen the movie yet, if it ever will exist. But Bale's got to figure out how to let him know some way or another that uh, it's time. Right? Because we haven't seen Rogue One. Um... Bale also needs what's going on in the underworld out in the outer rim, okay? And there's a highly trained uh, bodyguard now slash assassin at his beck and call to do the dirty work that needs to get done in the galaxy. It all makes sense that way. All right? So that's how I think uh, it all went down with Padme. We'll be talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, shortly, later on this week. Uh, Like, share, subscribe. Uh, tell me what you think, guys. This is a wild and crazy theory that, I, that I've had for a while. Uh, let me know what you think. I appreciate you and everybody, uh, everybody out there, new subscribers. I love you to death. Uh, the more we have, the, the better podcast I can produce and get to a full-blown, uh, real podcast so we can do, do this all at once. I appreciate you, and I appreciate your time. You guys have fun. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>